3: When you hear that song, you know it's Friday. Vodka, Red Bull, Friday, powered by Scotty's handcrafted vodka. Scotty's vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and love throughout the DMV. Uh, just breaking some breaking news here: uh, the Washington Commanders has put John Bostic, linebacker, on IR, and they just signed the following player from the practice squad. I think it's Dijon Harris. You know, like like Dijon, but he's Dijon, I guess, uh, like the mustard. So, so he's going to be playing. I hope he's as smooth as that mustard is and, and a little spicy. I One do have some people. bad news, What's though, B-Mitch. News?
4: You know who they replaced him on the practice squad with? Who? Troy Apke. Oh, my Lord.
3: Troy. I don't know what Troy Apke has <laughs> on somebody, but Troy Apke just lives around this team. Listen to me, dude. Guy was a safety. He ran 4-3. They, he couldn't cover his safety. They moved him to cornerback. That's not the move you ever make in pro football. He never gets on the field at cornerback. They put him on practice squad and put him away for the longest time. No team has tried to pick him up. But we, we act like he's such a value here. That's the type of thing that really pisses me off about this team in the construction. Okay? Let's go with another one. Dax Mil Might be a nice guy. Okay, a lot of people think he's kind of cute. The women say he's cute. But he's not a good returner. Why on earth is he still there? I don't understand. But you know what? Hey, that's that's, that's, that's beyond me, and I'm not going to sit up there and be too, too uh, concerned about it. But anyway, let me give you my last. Uh, we've watched games all year. Terry McLaurin has lit people up. There have been games where they didn't throw the ball to him for three quarters, but they didn't throw it to him in the fourth quarter, and he balls out. We've watched some teams put their best cornerback on him, and they could not stop him. I'm going to look at this. Denzel Ward gets a lot of praise. Denzel Ward is a good player, very good player. Terry is a very good wide receiver. I think that's a hell of a matchup right there because when I look at my best against their best, he's their best corner. Terry's our best wide receiver. And if they want to have him travel with Terry, Terry McLaurin is probably the nicest guy in the world. But when you watch him on the football field, you find out he has that dog in him. You know, it's like, oh, man, I got a problem. went to the doctor to have an x-ray, and they found out I got that dog in me. Terry has that dog in him. And I think if you put your number one on him throughout the whole game, he's going to make you second guess that. So I know we have the, the notion and the, the excuse that we like to go with our offense and we just go through it and we try to figure out a way and whatever happens, happens. No, no, no. Every team in this uh, league finds a way to throw the ball to their best receiver. And I think you throw it to Terry McLaurin. He will set the tone. He's a quiet assassin. He's like the Art Monk type. Doesn't say much. Just make plays. And if you go to Terry, I think he's going to ignite things and get it started. So let's uh, let's continue on. Let me get this. uh, Nick, is it Rick? Rick in North Carolina. What's up, Rick? How you doing, brother?
5: Hey, what's up, B? How you doing
3: today? We're doing good, man. How you feeling? I'm
5: doing good. Yeah, man, um, I think this is going to be a pivotal game in the, in the Ron Rivera uh, administration, man, because uh, I, I think if they don't get it done Sunday, I mean, uh, it, it's got to be some type of change, man, because, I, you know, we always uh, start off slow. In the middle, we be kind of, uh, you know, pick up steam. And then at the end of the year, we we, we, we be fade. Like last year, we were 6-6. Six and six. We went... Uh, one and four for the remaining of, of the season. And now we're 0-2-1. And, I mean, this game is just a big game. I, ho- I hope Carson plays well for the, rest of the next two games. And uh, and I hope he gets another chance, you know, next year, because I- I'm really sick of going through quarterbacks. Like, you made a good point about why we got to bring in other teams' veterans. Why, why can't we develop quarterbacks? And, mm-hmm. in the- and I'm here in North Carolina. When Ron was here, they they never really develop a quarterback after Cam Newton, and really, they didn't have to. They didn't develop Cam Newton. Cam was just a great athlete who played quarterback. So their record <laughs> of developing quarterbacks, man, is, is, is not good at all. So I hope Carson plays well. I say we win twenty-four to seventeen. Carson throws for about 250, two fifty-two touchdowns, an interception, and uh, we get it done on Sunday.
3: All right, man. Appreciate your call. Uh, and all right, that, thank that, you. that thing he said about developing quarterbacks—that's something I look at. Many people. And let's be real, Cam Newton was an offensive player, okay? Ron is a defensive coach. He didn't have much to do with the development of Cam Newton. But I have watched many coaches on many teams. Michael Vick, when he was down in Atlanta, Michael Vick was just a guy with a strong arm who can run, exceptional athlete. He got to Philadelphia. Andy Reid decided to teach him and coach him he became a much better passer, much better quarterback. Donovan McNabb was a damn good quarterback in Philadelphia. You start looking at some of these athletic quarterbacks, and they remain athletic quarterbacks instead of becoming better quarterbacks with athleticism. Cam Newton was exceptional when he was younger. When he got older and slowed down a little bit, got beat up a little bit, he wasn't the same. So did they develop him to change anything? You look at that a little bit, and I think that's something that we we have to look at drastically. I think it was I uh, might have been Mike Shula who was there earlier with uh, Cam that kind of helped him out a little bit, but nobody else really took him to the next level. His athleticism, his talent, took him there. I always discuss it, and I want to see this team be able to develop people. Then you don't have the the the, the scare, the worry of going to get some younger person. Every other team does it. We sit around here and we brag on all these quarterbacks. Josh Allen was not the polished product he is today, and he still got some ways to go to become a better quarterback. He wasn't that person when he first got there. Joe Burrow wasn't exactly that guy. He he was showing us the promise, but he got better, got injured, came back, and look at him now. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes went in the game. He was with Andy Reid again. So we, if you want to say development guy, Andy Reid is definitely that guy. And you start looking at these people. And you find out Aaron Rodgers, everybody's like, oh, man, he wasn't the same person when he got there. Aaron Rodgers, he slipped in the draft. People went before him. But then he got to a team that was able to, to teach him and make him get better. We need to have something like that happen for this football team as well. All right, let's go to Mike in Fort Belvoir. What's up, Mike? How you doing?
4: Hey, brother. Hey, how's it going? Going well. See, I don't understand, like, I've been a Washington fan for, like, my whole life. Uh Uh-huh. And we we treating Carson like he's a second-class citizen. Like, you know, how we sitting here gauging this guy against Tyler when he was showing out in Indianapolis. Yeah, he had a bad go at it at the end of the the season. And then when he was in Philly, he was showing out in Philly. But we, we acting like this guy is, like, you know, like, uh Aaron Murray or, you know, I'm, like, I'm asking a question know. though.
3: When he showed out in Philly in two thousand seventeen, right?
4: Yeah.
3: He got hurt. After, yeah for real. And, yeah. And has he ever gotten back to the form he had in two thousand seventeen? No, he
4: ain't get back to the form, but he got really close to Indy. I mean if you look at the numbers in Indy, he wasn't bad. He in Indy
3: in trapped. Indy in Indy, the the year he was in Indy, he was I think everyone talks about the touchdowns to the interception ratio and that's all they look at. He wasn't. Yeah. He, he averaged right around two hundred yards a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, he had he had probably one of the best running games in the league at that time. So, and when it came down to win or go home, he went home. And I think the quarterback. Yeah, but look at him now. Look at him look, now. Look, look he at him now. He was two and four. I think that garbage. He, but, I, I got you. But, but I'm saying he was two and four while he was here. So I, I understand that. No, he, it's not all his blame, but. What is it about him right now that you saw in those first six games that tell you he's what he was in 2017?
4: You see, the thing is, it's not what I saw in them first couple of games. It's what the team was doing in them first couple of games. So we put it all on him to be the savior when he comes in here, but the defense was playing like trash. The line couldn't block nobody, and he didn't even have all his weapons up to snuff. You know, McLaurin isn't existent at that time. Why,
3: why, why, why was McLaurin why was, why was non-existent? He wasn't throwing him the football. Now, hey, was he not
4: throwing the football, or was it the fact that him and Dobson had a better hookup? Hey,
3: man, i say this. You can have a better hookup with whoever you want. The reason he was named Philly, because he wouldn't throw the ball to a lot of receivers. He threw it to the tight end all the time. Hey, Carson Wentz has a big arm. I, I'll, I'll give him that. But is he the great yes. quarterback that we try to – that you're trying to make him into? No, he's not that. He's been as. Oh, amic- he ain't making him no great. But, 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 but he ain't no trash. He, he ain't trash, but he ain't great. And and, and the thing for me is, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm I don't want to see below average anymore at the quarterback position. And if you pass, oh, by 20, you, you pass somebody twenty, you pay somebody twenty eight million dollars, they should not be average or below average. They should be better than that. No, I feel you. I feel yeah, yeah. Right, I man, appreciate right, your call, brother. Yep. All right, let's go to uh, Fairfax and check out Jeremiah. What's up, Jeremiah?
6: Yo, B. Mitch, how are you doing? Thanks uh, for having me on. You're the greatest returner of all time. Um, so I just you, wanted to say, everyone, I heard a bunch of people calling in saying the O-line is the first thing that's got to get worked on, and that's they're probably number two. But for me, it's got to be the linebackers because what you just said about Boston going down, if that's not a sign, I don't know what it is. This team has not had a great linebacker since London Fletcher, and I, I just, I'm a defensive fan. I want to see a good linebacker come to this town, you know? Huh. So that's what I got to think. And real quick, if today has to be, Mitch, anything? Yeah, we got it at 1 o'clock. All right, 1 o'clock. Sounds good. I'll call back then for my question. But that's all I wanted to say. Appreciate you, brother. I think we need some linebackers. Thank you. All
3: right, man. There's a lot of places that I think need to be uh, improved upon. And a linebacker is one of those positions. But I believe that offensive line has to get better first. You know why? We have a defense that's giving up less than the amount of points that we basically are scoring and we can't win. We need, a def- we need our offense to be able to go out there and put 21 points or higher on the board, and I think it gives us a chance of winning some games. We can't have an offense who's you know, averaging and hanging around 13 to 18 points a game. When you do that, you don't win a lot. That's all I'm saying. I just want somebody to take the pressure off the defense. Look at the defense right now without the offense putting up a lot of points, and look how good they are. Imagine if the offense was much more consistent putting up points and having the time of possession that they have. That defense would be even more potent. Because if you could get up on teams, now you make teams start tossing and tossing through the air, which gives your team a better chance of sacking the quarterback, picking off balls. All those things work hand-in-hand, hand, and that's what we're looking for. All right, let's go to Crank. What's up, Crank? How you doing, brother? What's,
6: be missed? what's happening, baby? Oh, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm I'm cold. Hey look I got a question for you Mike. So you know that situational football is a real thing. Like it's a, a 100% real thing, right? Yeah. So let me ask you a question Mike. As a as a former great player, okay? And what world do you keep doing the same thing in situational football when it doesn't work? And 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 what I'm talking about specifically is and 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 especially within the red zone, within the uh, five and in, okay. So we'll call let's call it the green zone. So the, in, in, within the green zone, the, uh, uh we, we we got five yards or less to score a touchdown. And what world do you keep lining up in the pistol and trying to get and trying to punch it in instead of going under center and turning around and handing the ball off to B Rob or or Az, or you can open up the play action. Your, you know, the linebackers are going to come downhill, you know, within that situation anyway. Mm-hmm. Just tell me, you know, I, 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 like, I, I don't know, like, <laughs> who are we fooling <laughs> lining up in the pistol and trying to throw the ball in with, these quarter, with the quarterbacks that we have? Nothing <laughs> against the quarterbacks that we got, but it is what it is. We, so who are we fooling with this, man? I, no one. You, you know,
3: I mean, I no see one. it all the time, and it, it, it annoys me. We are need inches. We need a half a yard, a half a foot and we're going to snap the ball back six yards and then hand it to somebody and then run. I feel if you do everything, like the when you look at the running back, he's right next to the quarterback, and the ball is snapped, he takes a hesitation step, which allows All right. what? That hesitation step sideways has everybody coming forward. So right. our O-line is not winning at the point of attack. So they're getting knocked back. But what if you play him, put him in the eye or put him in the, the 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 right behind the center and the quarterback is up on the ball, his first step is downhill. Which means the offensive line, in a sense, are going to fire off. I think the shotgun thing is a passing. It, gets, it puts the the even the old line. When they know it's a running game, a lot of the blocking in this new uh shotgun stuff looks kind of like a, 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 a at the beginning it looks similar to a pass. And then they try to move people off off the ball and things like that. If I'm aggressive coming off the ball and you're standing, you're not going to beat me. Most time, I don't like it. A lot of people in the league are doing it now, and I guarantee if you go back in the past and look at the people going for it on fourth and short from the under center, compared to how many times we get it from the shotgun this day, I bet you the under center, center probably gonna be gonna beat them by some percentages because that aggressive mindset is something that you just have to have, especially in those type of situations.
6: Man, I well, Hey, look, I thought I was launching my head. look. You clarified a lot of things <laughs> for me. Appreciate the B man. I right, bro.
3: All right, let's get. Uh, All right, I'm heard for this guy. Let's go to Paulie. What's up, Paulie? How you doing, man?
7: Hey, to the W. He missed the Happy holidays. Man. Same
3: to you, brother. What's going on?
7: I need to say that to you. I hey, know. Hey, that last call. Hey, man, I've been preaching this for three years about the It's soft. It's a soft way of, of a soft running game. You know, and and, and especially showed his head against a physical team like the 49ers last week. Uh, to me, they had a game plan just last week that it should have had against the Giants. So. I don't care who the quarterback is. My man, Corey, said that he had a stat where under Scott Turner, I think it was like 23, 24 games that they haven't even scored over 20 points, 20 points or less.
4: Hmm.
7: So this this guy needs to – this is on Scott Turner, man, but guess what I'm trying to say. These last two games, and and, and like you said, we going to be physical or we not. And and I think they just made a decision where – what concerns them the most with the offense is to pass game. And they put a the, uh, stronger arm of the quarterback in there, and they want to throw the ball. So if you're going to throw the ball, then at least attack downfield the majority of the time. All the sideways passing and, and wide receiver screen, that never works. You know, they need to dump that. If you're going to throw the ball, then just at least attack downfield You know majority of the time if you want to throw the ball. That's all I got to say about that, man. They chose the passing game over the running game. But I don't think Scott Turner never really wanted to lean on a running game to lead his offense. I'll take that off. Hey, man, happy holidays to you and your family. Hey that was, that was a beautiful pajama picture you had on social media, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. What was Ch- on the shirt? What hey, was man. The shirt? I could not see what was on the shirt. It was, was just red. It was just
3: red, man, Christmas. <laughs> you trying, trying to crack? All right, Charlie, I got you. <laughs> All right, peace. Bye. <laughs> Let's go to uh, – all right, Terry in DC. What's up, Terry? How you doing, man? Hey, how you doing, Brian? Uh, uh,
8: thanks for taking my call, bro. I just wanted to say that um, all in all, I don't care if Joey Sly gets back there quarterback. I just want to win because I'm tired of this. Uh huh. But but my thing is, you know, a lot of people are saying that the running game is going to help Carson out, and which it should help any quarterback out if you're running the ball, play action, and such forth. But people forget in that Dallas game. The skin well, I'm sorry, Washington almost ran for hundred and fifty yards. Uh-huh. So in that game, he still looked hesitant and we only put up ten points. Yep. So my thing is, you know, Scott Turner with the Jets in the Jazz game, when they were running jet sweep, the Jazz men was sitting there pushing our linemen back into the man in motion. And I'm like, We have to get a mindset to me where we have to come downhill and get more aggressive. And to me, when you when you're coming down here, Ron, Ron has alluded to it, but it's like when we get in the game, it's like you know, like you said, you were just you just took my th- stole my thunder a little bit while ago on four on uh, on short yardage plays, and we're in shotgun. I mean, it just angers me when, when they do that. But you know, I mean, man, I, I I don't know. I mean, but my thing is, I just hope that uh, Wince is better this time. I hope that he you know can move. I think off schedule plays are needed in this offense especially behind this line, but um, just hoping, man. But um, Winch, he, he's going to have to grasp the playbook and look more comfortable. All right, That's man. it, bro.
3: All right. I appreciate you, bro. All right, man. Now, if you're on the phone line, make sure you just stay there. Later on, we're going to open the lines back up. Uh, coming up next, we have Eric Metcalf joining us. Just found out. I mean, not just found out. I had had heard this. Eric went to Bishop O'Connell and has track records and different things that are still standing today. going to talk to uh, Eric. He's a legend with the Cleveland Browns. We're going to talk to him about this game coming up this weekend, find out what he thinks the Cleveland Browns need to do to get on track. Are they improving or not? We're going to figure it out, but this is the B. Mitchell Finley Show. We'll be right back. (sighs)
0: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Be Mr. Finley, 1067 the Fan. Be Mr. Finley is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit John And also, this is a Vodka Red Bull Friday, which is powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth like me, and love throughout the DMV. And we want to take you now to the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place your first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find your most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days with BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting thebetql.com. You heard me just say smooth just a minute ago, and the next guest that's joining us is as smooth as they come. And joining me right now, Eric Metcalf, who played for the Cleveland Browns of Atlanta Falcons. The Chargers, the Cardinals, Panthers, played in Washington, and also played for the Packers. And uh, what's up, Eric? How you doing, man?
9: I'm good. How about you, bro?
3: I am doing great, brother. I had not good. had a chance to sit and talk to you, but I will tell you, I highly respect your game, man. You were as smooth as they come and made me work very hard to try to keep around them numbers you had up
9: there. Okay. <laughs> hey. Hey man, you were doing your thing. Everybody was trying to do their thing, and that's, that's the beauty of it all. You know, we all get to go out there and do our thing and and, and be good at it, and we just do it differently, you
3: know. Oh yeah, that's it. And I tell people a lot of times you can do things in a different way, but the main goal is to get where you're trying to go in end zone. And we all both had a great <laughs> time of doing that. But look at here, it. man, and your ties here in the area. You were your dad played. They came in Washington in '81. You went to Bishop yeah. O'Connell and. I was looking at one little thing. It said that records that you set at Bishop O'Connell in track and field still stands today.
9: Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess I
3: was okay at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not okay. You were there in the 80s, man, and, you, and it's 2022. And you know what's crazy, though, about that is that when I first
9: got there, my, my track coach would tell me that I was never going to break his records which he wasn't lying because he was running like 220 yards and not 200 meters, <laughs> uh-huh. right? <laughs> he was running yards and not meters, so he was 100% correct about that. So you know, I'm blessed. You know, I had a, a, a bunch of good genes and God's given ability, and so, you know, I had the opportunity to go out there and, and compete, and I was just trying to be successful and win, and, and, and records didn't really matter to me. I just wanted to, just wanted to win.
3: That's it, man, and uh, you you are a legend there with the Cleveland Browns, man, and you, this team now, they did a lot this offseason, got Deshaun Watson, then he gets suspended 11 games, and I'm sure that throws off any team. Now he's back. What do you see that this team is doing well or they need to do to start getting on that winning track consistently?
9: You know, I, I, I think just with, with Deshaun, it's, it's for him, it's getting back into the flow. You know, if you, you get hurt, you miss a, a couple of days, you feel off. Yeah. So so just so just so not just playing in the heat for seven hundred days, that's got to be crazy, especially when you're playing quarterbacks. So I I feel like, you know, just he he started out rough in the first game against Houston, which I knew would probably be a rough one just because of the environment in itself, but he, he, it's just a matter of getting him comfortable again, getting the timing. And, and I think in the last couple of games, he's been playing very well. He, he looked good. He had a few balls dropped on him last week that could have been tested out and possibly changed the outcome of the game. But with him, it's just getting him comfortable. And, and because we're eliminated with the playoffs, I think it's more about seeing who fits with him right? Mm-hmm. If it, just the people you have on the roster right now, are they a good fit for him and what you're trying to do offensively with Deshaun because he's going to be your franchise quarterback. You paid him $230 million. He's going to be your guy. So what can you do as far as getting people surrounding him with people who can play and play calling? How do you change it? as far Because as, you know, playing early in the season, Jacoby Brissett, who played very well. Mm-hmm. But granted, they are two totally different quarterbacks. And so now you have to kind of switch up your offense and, and figure out what you really want to be as an offense, especially when you have Nick Chubb back there. Because right? there's so many there's so many ways that we can go, and so I, I think right now because we're out of it, it's just figuring out what we want to look like next year.
3: But a question a lot of people start asking here, and I'm sure you you with the mindset that you had would probably say the same things I said. You're looking at a team at six and nine. They're playing against a team that has one win more than them. They're 7-7-1. Seven, seven and, and that's not being very far off. So many people here are saying, well, Cleveland don't have anything to play for. And my mindset is, hell, hell, they don't. There are a lot of people that are trying to get bonuses. People want to make sure that they're around next year and finish up strong to make sure the coaches understand, when I start game planning for next year, somebody's going to be in it. How do you look at what Cleveland, what, what's they, what do they have to play for going into this game?
9: You, you nailed something <laughs> right on the head. You know how it goes. Hey, even if we're not going to the playoffs, cats are playing for jobs. And that means and – and it might not necessarily be with the Cleveland Browns. So you have to put your best film out there for other teams that you might be trying to go with. And, that, and, that's, and that's for coaches as well. And so I think everybody needs to go out there and be trying to play hard just just for pride and trying to keep a job, unless, of course, you're a $230 million quarterback, you probably don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but everybody else needs to be going out because changes can be made. And it doesn't mean that you're not the guy And you, because you make a lot of money and you've been to the Pro Bowl because – I've been traded after going to the pro Bowl so I know it can happen mm-hmm. and so, and so so you just have to be auditioning for your team and just and just your best foot forward and then I, and I look at the at the commanders and I'm like they, who's got a chance to, to get to the playoffs yeah. So don't they so they can they, they're gonna be playing hard their defense is good yeah and so it's not going to be no e- easy win for us so get me to go out there and and show that they can get it done against a, a, a style defense
3: I think when I look at these both both of these teams, they're very similar made. I'm not going to – the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson I think is a better talent than what we have here in Washington. But both teams want to run the football, okay? Right. And I think both sides – their mindset is to stop it. Cleveland hasn't done very well with it this year. Washington has. But if Nick Chubb, who has over 1,300 yards rushing already with two games left, if he can start to establish something – that changes the mindset of the Washington Commanders, where they're not a run team now; they're a throwing team, and I think that gets them in trouble. You
9: know, unfortunately, uh, when you talk about Nick, unfortunately, I feel like Nick hasn't had the ball enough. Wow! During, during, during the course of the year, I mean, thirteen hundred yards, I mean, and, and it's split with Kareem a little, but I, I think it's situational runs. You know, we look at him, we say, "Oh, he's got thirteen hundred yards. He's run for." Uh, this uh, five-point whatever carry, but I feel like he hasn't run enough because it's been times when we just got past heavy when I felt like we should have run. So he could have easily been like 14 if you you ask me. And so we, we try to establish the run, I think, but a lot of times we, and I hate to say it, we get too cute and, and pass too much when we have those. <laughs> we have those
3: workhorses back there. Are oh, you talking about Washington? You talking about uh, Cleveland? Because <laughs> it's the same
7: oh, thing oh, here. Oh, you I was about to say you feel the same way. <laughs> Listen, man,
3: I watch football <laughs> today, and night. we grew up in the era where you can do all types of things. I was able to, but our coaches were going to run the football, and if you couldn't stop it, they're going to run until you stop it. You know, everyone in this day talks about two-minute offense. You know why? Because it's just passing, passing, passing. And I think that's that new fantasy mindset. I'll talk about the four-minute offense. Joe Gibbs will score two touchdowns and start running the four-minute offense with two quarters left and say you're not going to touch the football.
9: Right. And I understand that. That's winning football because, you know, as well, that when, when you get in the playoffs, when you get in December, January now, you've got to be able to run the football, especially if you're playing on the East Coast. Or Midwest was going to be cold. Yeah. So that that passing that passing happy offense thing ain't going to get it done. Even when T- Tampa won a couple of years ago, they were talking about Tom Brady. But when it was all said and done, what they start doing? Running the, they ball. The lead, they started running the ball. They start running the ball. And so if you can't run the ball and stop the ball, run, it's going to be hard to win football games.
3: Well, Eric, hey, man. I, before I let you go, man, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful that you gave me some time the The return game, you know, it pisses me off that they tr- they took the kickoff return out the game. But even watching punt returners today, I don't see a lot of like you electrifying, Mel Gray electrifying. You know what I'm saying? When you yeah, you you, you step on you, you step on the football field, you knew that your returner, whether punt return, kick return, will make a difference. Today it's like they just put people back there to catch the ball. And I think that's taking away from the game of football and definitely the momentum of, a, of the possibility of winning on your side of the football. What, what do you think about the return game?
9: Man, I, I say all the time, I say, it, 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 I think when I look at teams, I'm like, they, they just want to possess the ball. That's all they care about. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, the, when the ball is punted to them, they just say, possess the ball, we're not trying to get any first downs from our, for our offense or what have you. And, you know, when you have guys like, Myself, like like you, like Mel, like Devin Hester. Yeah. Like, if if you don't use that to your advantage, you're taking one of your best football players out of the game. Totally. Yourself. And so I I think a lot of these special teams coaches don't game plan to get touchdowns. They just want to get the ball, and and that's not that's not doing your team any good. Because if you, if you're averaging over ten yards a return. That's a first down for your offense. If you're averaging uh, thirty thirty yards as, on a kickoff return, that's that's a couple first downs for your offense. You're shortening the field, and so yep. I just like I'm, I'm with you. I hate that they're not putting any emphasis in this because it can help your team, and 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 we know it, and and we're and we're we're a little biased because that's totally. what we did, <laughs> 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 but. But we do understand football, and we do understand that when you have talent like we were, we can help the team and make it easier on the
3: offense. All right, Eric, man, I appreciate you giving me some time, man. I had Reggie uh, yesterday, Reggie Lang- uh, Langhorn yesterday as well. So two good okay. dudes from Cleveland, man. Y'all both did a great job, and I thank you, man. Hopefully, we could talk again you, man. soon, man. Yes, I appreciate you. All right, that's Eric Metcalf, Pro Bowler, Pro All Pro, uh, Kick Return Leader in 1990, and also a Cleveland. Brown, legend, just absolutely smooth on the football field. Join us on the Beck Hill guest line. But you know what? You hear me and JP talking a lot about Paul Henry's winter insulation. Paul went over to JP's house. He has his little room in the back. Dude has multiple TVs, and he would have his friends come over. And once it turns into winter, we were sitting outside like we were polar bears. You know, we had to have all kind of jackets on, sometimes get a blanket as well, because it was very cold in there. But Paul came in now and put windows up. JP now is looking for an HVAC. So he could keep the heat in that thing. And everybody, look, I'll be at his house more often now. He would invite me and I would say, I'm going to try to make it. Then I would walk outside and realize it's going to be as cold inside as outside. I'm not going to go. Well, now when J.P. reached out to me, I would definitely be over there. Then Paul came to my house. He replaced all my windows. He did my, my doors in the back. And you know what? I can't wait now for the spring to come because the way it's set up, I can have the doors open. And have that light coming in and still be like, I'm inside, but I'm having the outside come in there with me. Paul does an absolute great job. His son comes in and he has the crew. He leads them. And they normally exceed what they tell you. They told me they would be done within a week. They got to my house on a Monday and Wednesday afternoon, they were done. Friday, they started to go to JP's house. So they, they do a great job and they're hiring right now as well. So if you're looking for a job, the starting salary is $52,000. or they, put, they will provide on-the-job training. All you need is transportation and a valid driver's uh, license. And listen, you go out there, and I'm sure you'll love working with them just like JP and I have. You can reach out right, to, right now to them, and you can receive 10% off windows with a five-window minimum and up to 10% off doors. Contact Paul Henry's window installation today. PaulHenry'sWindows.com. Your clear. Home Improvement. Listen to
2: every MLB game live. the
1: deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is God.
2: Stream minor league affiliates.
1: The Midwest League home run
4: leader.
2: And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only three ninety-nine per month.
10: Deep left field, it's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game.
2: Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Choice. It's Friday, Vodka Red Bull Friday. Scott is Vodka Red Bull Friday. Got his is Marilyn May, Amazingly Smooth, and Love throughout the DMV. And we also know every Friday we get a new song of the week from our old man, Mr. J.W. F.P., Jeff Walker for president. Jeff, introduce the song, brother. This song is called We Need to Win This Game. <laughs> and um, low-key... Because I didn't even get to to work with my man on this song, so I'm going to make sure he's definitely on the Dallas uh, song. That's my man, Rev T. Uh Uh-oh. Just just things Uh happened last night where it was too late for us to record. We recorded this like 1 in the morning. Damn. But this is We Need to Win This Game by Mr. Jeff Walker for president. Go there with it, but you know, I I I, I, I love the song. You could have not sung the hook, you could have let the people in the other background sing the <laughs> hook. But, uh, but th- that was cool, bro. I think that was clever going with Mary Jane, yeah, man. Because it's like after a tie, <laughs> two L's. I'm quite sure a lot of Washington fans <laughs> were looking have, for some Mary Jane. <laughs> they have diverted to Mary Jane these past three weeks. <laughs> I totally understand that, man. But that was good, man. I liked it, Dayshawn. You heard it. From, what you think about that? I got my son in line here with me today. what you think about his song, man? That
8: was very impressive, Jeff. Uh, I need to get that on on, on the phone. And
3: <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh, I, I got some. You a Philly? You a Eagles fan, right? Oh, we got. I, I, I got some what, Eagles I got some Eagles. Do what you uh, have for Eagle, Eagles. Eagles oh yeah. Up? We yeah we got hit them up. R- you, record killers. We got killer. to <laughs> let you. Uh, we got to let you hear that one we, before yeah, we, we get out of here.
8: Oh man. <laughs>
3: So, we we, can take a break here and we're going to readjust and reset. And when we get back, we're going to be joined by Leslie Shepard, talk to him a little bit about this football team. Um, When we open the lines up later on, I want to get to you all the best moments of 2022. We're talking, this is the last show, last show of 2022. Not the last show, because we plan on doing this thing for 20 years or so. But it's going to be our last show. We want to get the best moments from men in 2022 and then what we're expecting our New Year's resolutions coming up in 2023 for ourselves and possibly this football team. I know that we feel we can help them. We feel like we, 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 we go down in the dumps when they lose and we get excited as possible when they win. So when we ride and dive with this thing, we need to make sure we go out there and try to help them out to figure out the right ways to move. So be Mr. Finley, 106.7 The Fan. we get back, we'll be joined by Leslie Shepard, my former teammate. <sighs>